Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Eric Rind on the line, and he is founder and CEO over at Imagine BC. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Ed. Oh, man, so uh, excited about today's topic and announcement. I mean, you just launched a new app um, in the iTunes store and uh, also on Android, and I want to get into all that with you. But before we do, I do want to uh, talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at Imagine BC overall. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. Uh, we started Imagine BC because about, about two, two years ago, and that was before the press, got into it and the government got into this topic of what is fair value for our personal data. So we were actually ahead of the curve about two years ago when we realized that, hey, Google, Facebook, these guys are gobbling up our information to the benefit of themselves and their shareholders. And we are being treated almost like colonists. In fact, I wrote a paper on digital colonialism <laughs> because of this. So we, we said to ourselves, we could sit here and, you know, kind of, you know, dicker around amongst one another, we could do something about it. And we decided to do something about it. So we've self-funded the development of this app. And the what we like to say is we hope our app will be to personal data what um, you got mail was to the to the internet, mm. right? So a platform that's easy to use, that we act as your mediator of individual data, essentially your agent to create fair value for your personal data but also your creativity. So folks like yourself, these podcasters, right? You, you Giving this stuff away for free, that's not the future. You need to receive fair value for this quality content you're putting out. So we've created the ecosystem to do that. Man, that's awesome. Um, so let's, uh, speaking of this ecosystem, I mean, let's just jump right into this app. So tell us more about the app. Yes, yeah, so, so the the app is, Again, it's kind of interesting because there are other folks out there doing pieces of what we're doing, but we were convinced that to be successful, there was this balance between the three what we call major actors. There's the people putting money into the system. Those are the advertisers, the marketers, right? $235 billion spent in advertising that based on our data, and we don't get any of it. So they're they're one set of actors. Then there's... Individual, the personal, you know, whose data is being used, and we're having these ads sent to us. And then there's the creator, the content provider. So if you want to pick it as a launching point, the way our app and ecosystem works is let's take a creator. They can now upload exclusive content with our app. They set the price of access to that content. They use social media to advertise access to that content inside our app. But you'll now have to pay a fair price to access this exclusive content. That's different. I used to get this stuff for free. Now you want me to pay. Well, here's the good news. You can now use your personal data to earn the money to cover the price of that content. So you net out <laughs> at least even, and you'll probably, your data is probably worth more than you'll spend on content. So you'll probably net out a little bit more than you put in. And that way, everybody wins. The content provider is now receiving fair value for their content. You, the individual, are receiving value for your time, watching ads, filling in surveys, 
that you're free to either take down or spend on content. And interestingly enough, the marketer and advertiser is also benefiting because now the dollar they spend to advertise to you, rather than going, let's say, into Sergey Brin or Mark Zuckerberg's pocket, 90% of that is going back into the community. And a big chunk of that is actually going to social causes. So the company now is doing something socially conscious. Right? They're putting money back to the actual eyeballs they're trying to reach. So you're talking about uh, uh, an equilibrium within this ecosystem where all three parts of this triangle win. And, of course, that's a win-win-win, but there is, you know, the only loser is Google and Facebook, and nobody's going to cry for them. Wow, what a what a unique concept, and what a and like you said, it's a win 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 scenario, which you don't often see those. Um, what no. kind of what kind of uh, response have you heard of uh, have you gotten from your users and people on this? I'm just interested to hear what the what the user feedback has been so far. Yeah, uh, the user feedback's been excellent. We've been rolling it. I mean, it's out there, and we're rolling it out very slowly because you know usability is key. So we've got great feedback from our users, and we have. You know, probably close to, you know, a few hundred. We have about 700 right now. And mostly it's because we're trying to get a feel for user interface. And the feedback's been great. We're making user face easier and easier. Mm-hmm. A big push this coming month because we've got a couple social media influencers who are going to start pinging their following with, you know, about our app. But what we're doing is, again, we're wrapping it around a social cause. So they're going to be pinging their, their following and we at UBC are going to donate a dollar for every individual who registers, you know, downloads our app and registers with our community to the social cause of choice of that social following. So, like, example, one of the one social causes in, in, June, in June will be a, a group called Fuel, uh, Feeding the Fearless. And it's a, social, it's a nonprofit that is helping restaurants during this, you know, horrible COVID-19 stay in business, keep their employees performed. So it's a nonprofit. That's helping them. So we're we're happy to say that we're you know we're pledging twenty five thousand dollars. So hopefully we can get twenty five thousand people to join because even if those people don't donate, we'll donate a dollar for each one of them. And we've got a couple Man, more that, right after that rolling out. That is absolutely amazing. I love to see what you're doing here. What are the um so that being said, what are the um, types of, I want to get a feel because there's some people listening right now that are really excited. So tell us a little bit more about the types of creators that this makes sense for and the other side of things. So meaning the people that, you know, j- that maybe aren't creators but want to use the app. I mean, tell us a little bit more about their experience. Yeah, let's start with the creators first. So we like to say we're, we're here for what we call the C and D list YouTube community. So these are folks who probably have followings of 5,000 to maybe as much as as many as 150,000 followers who are putting in the time, putting in the effort, creating quality content and not make anything from it. And there are a lot of them, right? They're just not making fair value for them. We're the platform for them. (laughs) There's no question about it because we're going to not only allow them to upload their content, set their own price, but we're going to actively help them market it not just internally within the app using AI and ML the same way Google and Facebook use it to get your, your content in front of people, but we're going to also physically help you do it. Because a lot of these people, although they're really good at content, need help mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs. So we're willing to actually put our muscle behind you and help you market your content to our community. And the reason is we at Magic BC don't make our 10% until you've sold something. So it's in our best interest for all of our content people. Types of content, really anything. 
Uh, we've got sports personalities. We've got musicians. We've got uh, a woman who puts out a daily political column. We don't have a limitation. Any, any creator who believes that they're not being fairly compensated for the effort they're putting in, imagine BC is, is the platform for them. On the other right. side, right, and on the other side is the individual. That's a little tougher because what we're hoping is, well, you're now being invited by the person you're following, so at least you'll be able to get access to that exclusive content, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, when our community gets large enough, and this is key because we're all in this together, is that when our community gets large enough, those marketers and advertisers, and that $235 billion, a chunk of it will start flowing into our community, and that means it'll start flowing to you, the individual. So what we've done is rather than ads being integrated with the content, which is so annoying, or ads coming up and hitting me through my phone or hitting me through text messages or emails, now we've bifurcated. The ads are over here and the content's over there. And to pay for the content, I choose which ads I want to look at. Now, those ads are probably already relevant to me because we've mm -hmm. used the same technologies. But when you spend 15 seconds to watch an ad, maybe you've earned 25 cents. If you gross that up, that's pretty good value for your time. Oh, so man, I really love that. it's really important that people buy in or are patient because it doesn't happen to, you know, it's not immediate. When you log on, you're not going to start getting paid to watch ads. You have to understand that we're in this together. But when we grow, it's guaranteed that those advertisers are going to start spending money on our platform. And because we're blockchain technology-based, one of the questions we get is, how do, you, how do you not become Google and Facebook? And what we did is we literally programmed against our own greed. The contract, the split of the money, is put into a blockchain smart contract that we can't even change anymore without a vote of the community. Wow, I love it. And the and the one of the underlying like themes that you've kind of you've just built into this system, and that's what it is. It is a great system and machine that you built. Is that um, it is community run? I mean, and that's just Correct. the last missing piece. So that before I could even ask the question, you answered it, and you already thought of it. So that that is essentially why wouldn't you change? And it's community run. You can't now. <laughs> so that's good. Right. We actually, I mean, because like we, a YouTube. We think about YouTube. What they did to these people that you're you're talking about 5,000 followers not getting paid. You're like, they, you know how much work they put into those videos and that other stuff to all of a sudden now it's just because they say you can't get paid, you don't get paid? Like, we're still running exactly ads right. on their content. They didn't stop running ads on their content, did they? No. They just stopped right. paying. <laughs> right. 19, right? They Google finally said how much they make, how much revenue they made from YouTube this year. $19 billion. Mm. $19 billion. And how many YouTubers are out there putting in 50-hour weeks, creating quality content who are making nothing? That's a crime. That's a crime. And, and I, I mean, I'm old enough. I lived in a pre-Google. I was mature and a professional in a pre-Google world where mm -hmm. giving your intellectual property away for nothing was unheard of. <laughs> you just never did it. So interestingly enough, I'd love to say we're innovative, but our innovation is to go back to a world where everybody is fairly compensated. That's awesome. So your your innovation is turning black, back the clock of time. I love it, Eric. This is an awesome interview. <laughs> um, and it's true, though. That's, that, that's, that, hey, sometimes that is the innovation, getting back to the simple and the basic. So right. that being Something said, fair. 
So, Eric, um, that being said, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Imagine BC, whether as creators or um, whether as just um, content consumers or both, um, what's the best way for them to follow up and to learn more and to engage with the community? Uh, in, in either case, you should go to our website at www.imaginebc.net. If you're a content creator, we have a special place on our website that allows you to set up a time where we can speak with you about getting you set up and launched on the platform. And if you're a simple user and would just love to download the app, we've got the two magical buttons there to get to the Apple Store, the Google Store, to get to our app. When you do download the app, we are an invitation-only app, so you need an invite code. And we've, we're going to set a code up for Adam here, so please just use the code MISSION, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, and that should get you right into the community, and you'll become a member. Fantastic. Well, Eric, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about all the great things that you're doing over at Imagine BC. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments on the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Adam.